Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought really scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which started with me actually deciding to start my own business. And by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are fed up of the routine, the daily routine, and want to take back control and create the life they really want in their work, their relationships, their wellness, their money, and the fun stuff. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing six women who are experts in their field and know a little thing or two about well-being. My guest today is Bev Jones. Bev is a corporate well-being consultant and passionate about ensuring we all take a better care of ourselves. Thank you for joining me today, Bev. That's okay. Thank you for inviting me. So, Bev, first of all, tell us a bit about yourself, your story and how you got to where you are today so that our listeners can get a sense of who you are. Wow, we haven't got long, you know, and at my age, that could take quite a while. So we'll just go with it. We'll give you a brief synopsis, if you like. Um, so, yeah, so as you said, my name's Bev and I'm born in South Wales and I live back in South Wales after 21, 22 house moves in 24 years. So um, moved around a bit, moved around a bit. Um, and that was all really due to my career, which lasted about 30 years in corporate. So I had a really big corporate career. I was a senior manager. Um, my last career post, I suppose, was in the railway. that tapped over 200 staff at times and all that sort of thing. But I literally burnt out. So uh, in 2009, I went through burnout. Not a nice journey. Very black, very dark. Um, just not one that I'd ever want to repeat or in fact see anybody else go down. Um, so yes, that's why I do really what I do today. Um, so I started my business in 2010, my business called Awaken, um, Awaken Coaching, that's slightly changing in the new year, so watch this space. Um, and yeah, since doing that, I've written a book, so I've become a published author, I used to have my own community radio show, um, I'm a writer, I'm an avid volunteer, um, I run a business club for small businesses, and help them and I also work as a well-being consultant helping people to help their teams with their well-being so there we go that's me in a nutshell so so well-being actually runs through your veins by the sounds of it it does now yeah yeah it, it didn't um you know it, it didn't for a long time 
hence why I now am so passionate about it. Mm. I realise that, you know, if we don't have good well-being, we don't really have a lot, to be honest. We've got to really sort that out first and foremost. So. so we hear a lot about making sure we're looking after our well-being, but what is it and why is it important? Um, it's important because if you don't practice it, then your body will start to go, hello, excuse me, you don't, you're not looking after me, and so therefore I'm not going to look after you. Um, and it shows itself in the most awful ways, really. Um, but I just realised when I went through my burnout, couldn't understand for a while, I used to think, why me? Why? What's happened? What's going on? Um, and it was a long time before I actually realised the reason I was where I was, because I hadn't actually practised self-care in a very, very long time. I'd stayed in very toxic situations. I stayed in a job that I hated. I was in a relationship that I thought I loved, but actually I found out that, nah, you know, it's one of those relationships where I thought it was great and then the rest of the world thought it was rubbish. Um, so that was me. And I realized that, you know, when I came out of all of that and went down my journey, which took, a, you know, quite a while to really get over it, but I've realized that practicing self-care is what's needed to look after the outer you so if you get the inner you right and you look after the inner you then actually the outer you will thank you for it so that's why it's important to me and important to everyone everyone needs to listen to their inner self so tell us about some of the common themes that you help your clients with because there will be some um common areas that we could everybody can relate to and go oh that sounds really familiar oh that's what I need to do yeah I mean some of the things I really help I mean I help them with anxieties and stuff and I'm not a qualified psychologist I'm not a qualified counsellor I still get anxiety myself I'm very open about that but what I help people with is understanding how to manage that so you know there is using the mindfulness skills and the CBT and all of that but you know the basics of it is living a simple fulfilled life so a life where you have balance, a life that you have time to recognize what your body is telling you. Um, it's basically learning how to embrace what you have now. And that will then help you sail through the difficult times. We so often are just like, oh, if only this happened, if only that happened, if only I was in that different relationship, if I had a bit more money, if my business was a bit busier, if, if, if. What's the point? You know, I've lost all of that now. I just think, sure, life is actually so simple. It's human beings that make it difficult. It's the one from my other half. He always says that. It's humans that make life difficult. He said, you know, it's not difficult. If you watch animals, and he's in farming, you watch animals, they've got it right. It's simple to eat when you're hungry, drink when you're thirsty, sleep when you're tired. Things like that. Now, people say, oh, it's not that easy. No, it's not that easy. But if you actually say to yourself every day, I'm going to practice a little bit of self-care, I'm going to read a book, I'm going to sit quiet, I'm going to do whatever it does become habit and then that's 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 basically what I help people with I like the fact that you were saying you know it's all about what you've got here and now and um there's a book that I listen to because as most of my followers know I don't read books I listen to books and it's um the one by Eckhart Tolle who said the only thing we we really have is now so we need to appreciate now is to the past is is gone you can't affect it it's happened yeah move on there's no point in living in the future because it hasn't yet happened so the only thing that you really can fully embrace 
is now. So don't keep on going, well, well, when this is like what you said, you know, if this, if that, no, what about now? Everybody can find something, at least one thing that they are grateful for, even if a bare minimum, it's the fact that you can still breathe. Exactly. That, that's the whole thing, you know. Um, I say it to people so often, just think about one thing, one thing in your life that you're grateful for. Because, you know, and I do relate a lot to my, my other half because he's being wise, really. But I'll be worrying about something when I do, because we all, it's natural, isn't it? Um, and he'll say to me, How likely is this thing to happen? How likely is it to happen? And I'm like, mm, Probably not. It's what you're worrying about it for then. What are you worrying about it for? I mean, the one thing I get people to embrace as well, Maria, is the fact that there are lots of people out there who say, oh, you know, going to be positive all the time. You're going to live that happy, positive life. Just remember, a battery has one negative end and one positive end, and it won't work without it. So we all have to have those little bits in our life. We all have to have little negatives now and again so that we know what to do with them. We know how to deal with them. Sometimes they happen to get us to stop and to realise what's going on. So it is about embracing that and, and, you know, saying, like you said, gratitude. Gratitude's a huge thing. Be grateful for everything. You know, my mum, she's 89, bless her, she'll say, oh, it's really cold outside. I'm like, yes, so be grateful you've got a roof over your head then to keep you warm. You know, that. <laughs> that's like, great. And then she said to me today, oh, my legs ache. They really ache. And I went, you know, mum, you're 90 next year. You must have walked a few miles on them legs. So I reckon you should be grateful. And she goes, yes, I know. And I said, yeah, and you've got two legs that ache. Isn't that better than having no legs at all? That's true, isn't it? It is true, it is true, it is. You know, it's better to have something that aches. You go, oh, that aches. Well, yeah, better not having one. So get on with it, take some, take something, you'll be right. Is it just arthritis, mum? You can't get over it now, you're 89, you have to live with it. I'm sure she thinks sometimes, Go away with your own self-care practice. <laughs> yeah, just give me a bit of sympathy. Just go, okay, yes, it, it, your legs ache. They're there. You'll be okay. <laughs> Rather than, like, turning it around and go, well, here's the positive in that. Yeah, exactly. Always look for the silver lining. Always look for the silver lining. Because there probably is one, though, isn't there? Which is the truth. Yeah, there is one. There is one. In a... I remember reading a story many years ago now, and um, there was a lady who... And it was in, I think it was the Daily Express or something. And she'd written in one of the letters pages, you know, the reader's pages. Mm. And the snow was outside and it, it was when, it must have been really bad because the planes weren't flying from Heathrow and it was all quite bad. And she'd put in there, you know, all these people moaning about the snow. And she said, I sit in my lounge every day. I can't go out anymore. And she said, what I would do to see my footprints in the snow. Mm. That's all she wanted. She said, I'd be grateful just to see my footprints in the snow. It doesn't bother me to fly on holiday. I just want to see my footprints in the snow again. Oh, look at that. So it's not as simple. No, that's the and that's the simple bit, isn't it? It's what you were saying a minute ago. Just simple. It, and in life, I mean, especially like in this, in this what feels like fast-moving life, you know, there's chaos, it's hectic, we can do anything we want. We want to fill every second of every day with stuff and things. Mm. When actually, what are you really feeling? Are you really living? Or are you just going from yeah. one thing to the other? To the other. I mean, why do you need the new iPhone 13 if you've got an iPhone 8 that works perfectly well? 
why do you need it? What, you know, my dad always, I'm always related to my parents and my, I'm not going to apologise, actually, they're just very wise people who've taught me a lot. But my dad always says, you know, your needs are few, you want so many. And it's true, we always, a lot of people, I don't do this now, but a lot of people want this, want that, want more, you know, want to earn more money. As long as I'm financially fit and I have enough money to keep me going day to day, it's all right, isn't it? All right. You know, anybody who knows me knows my only materialistic thing in my life is my car because I love my Mercedes. But I wanted it since I was 12 and it was my present to me for my 10 year birthday anniversary, work anniversary. But other than that, I don't know anything. I don't bother. You know, it's like a Rolex or a Timex. They tell, they tell the time and I forget to my watch on half time anyway. So it makes no odds. I only have to put a watch on so that I can keep account of my steps. Ah, uh, you see, you've got one of them Apple watches, haven't you? No, no. See, I, oh. I've got a Garmin. So rather than an Apple fangle dangle um, smartwatch that just means it's buzzing at you all the time, from mm. it's for a well from a well being point of view, I can like see what my steps are, how far I've That's walked, good. how far I've run. So, so it is. It's for the right reasons. Yeah, it's a well being aid, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. There you go. Top tip. Well, I like that. They shouldn't call these, um, whatever they do, fitness watches. They should call them the well-being aid. You can you can trademark that, Bev, surely. I could, couldn't I? And then sell it to Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. See? What a great idea. I was full of having a cordless <laughs> iron for years. And then they ran and weighed them. And I was like, what? That was my idea. Like back when I was about 15. But I never patented it. Clearly, if I had, I'd been in a different position now, but there we go. Never mind. So, so getting back to um, well-being, our bodies obviously are really, really clever. And um, if we choose to listen before we're forced to listen, they do, our body will give us signals to make us aware as to the fact that, you know, we may not be focusing on our well-being and we should do something. So what are some of those signals that we can be more aware of to go, oh, hang on a second. Something's not quite right. Um, I mean, I do something called, or I talk about something called the seven signs you're not coping, which are my seven signs when I went through my own um, stuff many years ago and written a little ebook about it and stuff. There's more details we'll see on the website. But those seven signs for me were things like, you know, if you become paranoid, if you're not usually somebody who suffers from paranoia, why do you suddenly think everybody's talking about you? Or why do you think, you know, things are going wrong for you all the time if you isolate yourself start shutting yourself away if you become lonely if you cry more than usual you know if you're a cancerian you'll cry anything anyway like me but if you're not a cancerian you're crying more than usual you know if you're somebody that's an aquarius for instance you need to ask yourself why you're crying more because that's not part of the whole game right um so things like that um there's physical ailments so we'll go back to physical game but personality changes so personality, if you've always been somebody that found solutions, if you were always somebody that was helpful and, you know, always had those kind of things going on in your life where, you, you know, you, if you work for somebody, you were always at the forefront of, yeah, coming up with ideas, and then suddenly you're not, what's going on for that? Why, why has your personality changed? Why have you become angry? Angry is another sign that something's not right. If you become angry, something is going wrong if you're not normally an angry person. 
if mm. you're a real angry person, then I suggest probably there are things anyway that you need to address because anger is a sign of stress in the body and it's all sort of scientific stuff. And then the last one is your, your physical side. If you start to have a lot of this physical ailment, you need to ask yourself what's going on because the mind and body work really closely together. And I never realized how closely together they did. I just thought the mind was here and the body just did its own thing. Why would one associate with the other? And who knew that out of them that the mind was the strongest? You know, mm. if you start to have things wrong, there is something wrong. Now I'm going to give you a little example here. And, and most people go, well, that's a bit weird. I've had, I've had a bad tooth, right? I broke it on a Slimming World bar. Would you believe, right? That a slim... <laughs> Clearly, Slimming is with you, right? Because I broke it on a Slimming World bar. But my dentist has tried to save it for two years. And he's tried everything. Kept getting worse and worse. Hurting here, hurting there. Anyway, long story short, I then, in the summer, developed a bad back. Had a fall, but, you know, whatever. And it's my back. And I could not get it fixed. I've been to chiropractors, osteopaths, spoke to sports therapists. I've tried exercises. I've tried everything. Couldn't get it right. In the end, I thought, do you know what? I think it's my tooth. I think my tooth is affecting my back and how I'm feeling. So I spoke to a sports therapist and he said, could be right. He said, because there's a nerve that runs from here, across here, down the back of your neck. And no, don't take my word on this. Go and check it out down the back of your neck and into your spine and it can affect your back. So I was like, right, I need to get this tooth out. I can't stand it. And I really started to feel that if the tooth was still in there, my health was going to go down. And it had little things were starting to happen, stupid stuff. Had my tooth out last week. Okay, that's not great. Okay, because I don't like having a gap there and it has caused a bit of a problem and I'm getting that sorted. But, and I'm no word of a lie, my bad back is gone. There you go. Like that is as true as I'm here. And I'm like, mm. I just kind of said it because I thought it would be, wouldn't that be weird if that happened? But it's happened in so much the point that I'm going to cancel my chiropractor's appointment in a couple of weeks because I don't need it. See, there's value or validity in listening to your body. Yeah, listening to your body. When I had my foot in a moon boot many years ago, before I had, in 2008, my foot was in a moon boot. They couldn't find no other reason for it apart from when I went off with depression and um, anxiety, which was burnout, and it started to get better. And they said to me then what had happened was all the stress in my body had gone down into my ligaments and had twisted all my ligaments in my foot. And literally, I had to go through what they call a pain barrier to get to loosen it all up, to get rid of it. But all of that happens, you know. Um, so you really need to listen to your body. If you're starting to get a lot of things like kidney infections, headaches, earaches, bad teeth, there's so much linked to other parts of your body. You need to listen and go, why is this happening? What is going on for me? Because you're not managing your well-being, and you're not looking after yourself enough. And yeah, and it is true. I think we just think if we get a niggle here and there, it's just the body aging and it's just a niggle, but it's so much more than that. And it's not a case of, well, I'll just go to the doctors and they'll give me a pill. Just that's, yeah. that's the sort of the last, unless, you know, we should know our bodies well, but don't just assume the answer is I'll go to the doctor, get curious, yeah. see what's changed in your life and yeah. then make a decision. Start to address it. 
you know, I go for healing sessions, sound healing sessions, you know, they do the sound bath things. Mm. And I started doing those once a month and they're just so relaxing just to lie there for a whole hour and not do anything apart from think about just nothing. It's amazing. It just absolutely is just so relaxing. Um, so if you tie them all in, you know, the relaxation, the living in the now, the all of that stuff, it just yeah makes you feel so much better in yourself. So based on what we've just said, can you bust some myths for us when it comes to managing our well-being and, and the shoulds and the woulds and the coulds and not everything that we are told we should do when actually it's really quite simple? Yeah, I mean, obviously there are things that, you know, you do have to do. You have to keep exercising, keep your body moving. Do you know what I mean? So those myths are all right. Drink plenty of the whites, so, you know, drink plenty of water, not gin, the white stuff. <laughs> drink water. Um, so all of these things, eat healthily, you know, they're, they're real. They are real. They're not myths. But the one myth that I really always gets me, and it did for me for a long time, was well, I have no time to do that. I've got no time to sit and watch a movie. I've got no time to listen or read a book. I've got no time to go for a walk. I've got no time. It's the biggest myth of all because it doesn't matter whether you're Richard Branson, yourself, or somebody who's homeless on the street, you will all have 84,600 seconds in a day, right? And there is no credit. You don't get it back the next day. If you don't spend it well, it's gone, yeah? So, you need to make sure that, you know, you're looking after that and you're spending your time wisely. You know, I, I've been in business 11 years and I very rarely have worked evenings and I very rarly work full weekends. In fact, I don't think I've ever worked a full weekend. I've probably done one day or the other when I've got events on. And it hurts me when I see people going, oh, I'm working all these hours and blah, blah, blah. And it hurts me because I've been in business 11 years and the amount of businesses, Maria, that I have seen go under, you used to do that. Mm. And you used to do that. And yet I didn't and I'm still here. Mm. There's got to be something in that, you know. There's got to be something around the fact that you do not have to work all those hours. Again, it comes back to time to make sure that, you know, you're running a business. Being self-employed is supposed to make it easier, not harder. Yeah. Do you know what? There's a great book, which I still haven't quite finished, and it's called um, Essentialism. And anybody who is struggling and saying that they don't have enough time, this is the book for them. Anybody who finds themselves like literally busy 24-7, this is the book for them. And he talks about how you need to focus on what is essential in your life, not doing everything what's the vital few rather than the trivial many because like we said earlier you it's like with anything if you have time you will fill it but are you filling it with the things that you want to do it's the same as when you have say a one bedroom flat and you move into a two bedroom flat to start with you just move your one bedroom stuff into your two bedroom flat and you think oh my word I have all this space so what do we do we go and buy more stuff and fill the space but is it stuff that you needed? And I, I find that's the same thing in life if we're not careful. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how it is. You know, you live. We have a very similar. We're not big on going on holidays or stuff like that. We would, you know, I suppose. I don't know. I think if we want a trip to the Maldives, trying to get Mike to get a week off is the biggest thing. And that's not because he works all those hours. He loves his job. He works outside. He's in farm and he loves nature. He's always out. You know, even if I'm there on a weekend, I'm sitting there watching a movie. He's outside doing something. 
I don't know what he's doing outside, messing about in his garage or doing something. He has to be out. Do you know what I mean? And so I think it is all about just utilising that time to mm -hmm. say, right, OK, today I'm going to spend X amount of time to do something for me. You know, say yes to that friend for coffee. It might be a working day, but say yes. You know, if you can't take a lunch or something during a working day to go, and I'm not saying that do every day, because you can't, because we've got to work, we've got to earn money. It's got to be that opportunity, isn't there, to say yeah. to yourself, I work for myself. I can yeah. do that. I can go and do that. And I can maybe, you know, for me, I don't work Fridays really now. So maybe I'll work Friday morning because I'm going to take Monday afternoon to go and see a friend in Bristol. See, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Who can that be? <laughs> so, so if someone's listening to this and they can relate to our conversation and they might be feeling a bit overwhelmed, what, what advice would you give them on what they should do next? Okay, the first thing I say to people is get yourself a Bev book. So many of my clients have Bev books. And basically a Bev book is just a notebook. Grab a notebook, grab a pen, all right? You might not be a writer, you don't need to write, but what you need to do is to write down all those things that are getting you into that place of overwhelm. What is it? What's causing that overwhelm? You know, it happens to me, it happens to the best of us. I mean, recently I was like, what's going on? Why am I not feeling it? What's going on with my business? What do I need to do? And I was like, I know, I'll rebrand. Right, this is what I'm going to do. So I've got an A3 pad and I've written in it. I've got notes everywhere. And I've sat down with my website guy and all the branding. And I got stepped over that overwhelm to become excited, to become motivated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So grab yourself a pen and paper and write down what it is exactly that's getting you into the overwhelm. Then... Go get yourself a cup of tea, because I'm going to give you the authority to do that. Go get yourself a cup of tea. Sit down and stop. Stop. Do not do anything. Don't think, oh, my God, I've got all those emails to answer. Oh, I've got to do that bank account. Oh, I've got to do my accounting. Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to do that. Don't do anything. Because once you let go, everything will flow with ease. They say if you're in a car goes into a skid, let it go. Mm -hmm. Let it go. And let it go into the skid, and it will take care of itself. Yeah? Don't force it, don't force the wheel, don't push yourself, sit down and stop. For me, I watch a good movie. So on Saturday when I need just a time out, I like toothache, I just wanna watch a couple of Christmas movies. One was a complete waste of time and thought, what did I do? That, well, that was one and a half hours I'll never get back. I should have watched Love Actually in the first place, which is what I wanted to watch. But I just enjoyed that time, just sitting and resting. And then when you've done that, then go back to the list and the list will look very different. Mm. You'll be able to say, oh, I'll do that. And I'll do that. That will help that. And I'll get that person to help me do that. I need to speak to my website guy. He'll help me. He'll help me sort that out. Or, you know, your business mentor, your business coach, whoever it is, go get some help then with the list. But don't just get going into overwhelm because what happens is like a, ball of moss aren't you going and going and going and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and you work 24 7 because you think that's the answer it's not the answer stopping is the answer so that's what i would say to people to do take it a step at a time so as we start to wrap up this discussion just leave us with the three things that you would like everyone to take away from this conversation okay number one life is just simple yeah humans make it difficult but life in its existence is actually simple. Just stop when things get too much and rationalize what's going on. 
Don't try and fight against that. Don't fight that battle. Don't become a hamster on a meal. Step off it, stop, take some time out and look at what's going on and then start to work through each one at a time. And as you've said, Maria, be grateful for everything you have. Because you know in life, if you are grateful for things, the more things get delivered by the universe, whatever you want to call it, the more things you will have to be grateful for. Mm. So those are my three things. Oh, this has been a lovely conversation. And I know people who are listening were going, I need to be in Bev's world. I need to find out more. So let's make it easy for people to connect with you and to find out more, Bev. What's the best way of getting in touch with you? Well, like my friends used to say, I'm funny you should say that because my friends used to say to me, what's it like in Bev's world? It's a bit dreamy, really, isn't it? And <laughs> <laughs> um, so my website um, at present is www.awakencoaching.co.uk and there you can find all different things, the shop with loads of books on or how to contact me or what I do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you can find me on all the social media, well, most of them. Um, Facebook group Awaken Business Club if you're a small business or Awaken Coaching if you just want to find you know a general page LinkedIn Twitter and Instagram I am on them I'm not promising you loads of like you know the Awaken Business Club and the Awaken Coaching yes every day you'll get posts on there and LinkedIn you will but Instagram I'm a regular Instagram but you can follow me if you like you'll see the odd few pictures on there as the same on Twitter so that's me Jones. Thank you, Bev, for talking to me today. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again for letting me be your guest. If you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how I can help you, then head over to my website, www.mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on Work With Me. Take care. Thank you.